Do you have anything that you want to start with? Yeah, I can do it, but you're recording. Yeah. So tell us. What's your favorite kind of mushroom? <laughs> the, the the ones that are in the trash. Spagliato. <laughs> We're here. We're queer. Now Now give give me me my my entertainment. entertainment. We both caught each other a little off guard there. I look, (laughs) I'm going to just get to the point and say, you really have to give mushrooms a chance. Not all mushrooms are good. Mushrooms of chance. Let's go through them. The little, like the little bell pepper ones or whatever they're called. The The button mushrooms mushrooms are kind of okay. They're good. The ones that were like cloisters or something. No, those, I don't like oyster mushrooms. I don't like them either. Disgusting thing I've ever seen. And the ones that have like all the protruding things that come out of the little root thing. The tendrils? Yeah, I don't like those either. Oh, I know which one is not the tendrils. But a good portobello mushroom on a sandwich is so good okay now look do i stuffed mushrooms oh they're really good and i i don't know what they're made with um maybe they're made with button mushrooms somebody can correct me but for me the idea of a stuffed mushroom is put delicious goodness in the stuffing and then the mushroom just becomes a vehicle for the stuffing i don't care about the exterior well yeah but i would say that it's the same along the same lines of as like a, a stuffed pepper. You're not yeah, but there for the pepper. Fine, the pepper is fine. a good is a good flavor vehicle. Like it adds flavor to the meal. It's not that you're there for the pepper. You're there for the experience of the pepper and the and the meats. I think mushrooms are disgusting and also horrifying as I've learned. From the reason why we're even here today, because we're going to talk about The Last of Us TV show, a little sprinkling of the game, and most importantly, that it's based off of a little bit of science that I didn't know until today. No, I did know this. I knew it from where I get all of my knowledge, which is YouTube. Mm, clearly the most uh, and I don't know- correct way to collect to get knowledge of course all of it is fact check yeah oh yeah and you know i i feel like my dissertation can just go out the window because that's not like as important as yeah. my knowledge i've gained do you know I from just, youtube this is a total side note but i need to say this your experience getting your phd i think is so traumatic different <laughs> no different yes traumatic different than anyone else's that i feel like you should be on you should have like a like a phd platinum or a phd diamond or something oh well thank you because there are people who i've spoken to who are um at my job especially um throughout my time of working there i've met a couple of people who who are like oh i'm getting my phd i'm working through that and in my head i'm like but are you really like, are you going through the thing you went through? So you, just a little shout out. You need to deserve, you well, need a new little title. Thank you. Thank you. Know? you. With that But said, also, I will say that maybe as much trauma as it um, brought to my life is how much I gained from it. Yeah, but I hate the thought of that. that I do too, that but that's kind of life. Shouldn't be the way. Kind of life. For all of, all this to say that if there was a, a zero 
patient or whatever of the cordyceps virus that's in The Last of Us, I would have been okay if it was your old advisor. <laughs> for sure. Um, I wouldn't have. With that. Uh, I wouldn't have stopped it. Yeah. Exactly. So let's just backtrack a little bit. The Last of Us video game came out in 2013. Not my committee members. No. My advisor. Your advisor. I was clear on that. I know. I'm yeah. just specifying because my committee members were fantastic. Everyone else was fantastic. Everyone was normal human. Yeah. But that's another podcast for another day. Yeah. Um, but The Last of Us video game came out in 2013 in the middle of summer. And it came out to unanimous praise. Uh acclaim like no other there are those few games that exist in the world that we've gone through that are just like the defining game of an era um bl uh, blast of us i was gonna call it the last of us was that in like the 20 early 2010s um breath of the wild as you know was like later on earlier than that maybe you can think of mario 64 maybe Ocarina of Time. Like these are generation defining games. And The Last of Us was that for the purpose, the reason why it expertly combined a like top tier world-class narrative with very, very, very good um, survival sort of action gameplay. So that sets the stage for what The Last of Us video game was. And what it was about was this idea that there was a mushroom infestation. Maybe that's the wrong word. Not a mushroom infestation. Like a, a, a virus that was born out of mushrooms. And right? yeah, like an epidemic. An epidemic that then came to humans and used humans as a way to procreate the virus. Right. And so... I said earlier that it's based on a little bit of science. Can you tell us a little bit about the thing you, you told me about before, the zombie stuff? Yeah, you have the timeline up here, and it's like June 14th, 2013 is when it came out. And I'm thinking back, like I was thinking back when you were telling about this experience, and I feel like we would have, in present day, talked about it much more. Like, uh, I would have seen parts of it that you were playing. Yeah. And I'm thinking back to the time period when it was re released and when you were playing it was when I was taking my qualifying exams. There you go. And I was totally just in my head and it's there like a go. black hole of time. You know, that's why I'm surprised that you because know literally Because I really nothing. know nothing of it. Because you're right. There because are Because I was in qualifying nowadays. exams then. Yeah. And I was just totally not present. So if you think of a lot of games that I play nowadays, I share... What yeah, no. With you. Yeah, I mean, we talk about them. I watch them, but I feel like that whole part of my life wow. was like a big black hole. But well, anyway, good for you, you you now have all the the knowledge. You have no knowledge going into this TV show. Yeah, until the until the mushrooms get in there, and yeah. then they just take it all away. So tell us a little bit about cordyceps, and then I want to tell a little bit about how the journey came. All to be on I the know TV show. is like I somehow in my YouTube feed this came up and it was like one of those uh who's the famous british person who does a lot of the voiceovers mm. for the nature films yep I he's know very famous i know famous, I know. famous. um I, something like bill atkinson david attenberg yes okay i think he was narrating something and there was very um like close-up footage of them filming these ants that I think they ate something. I don't re really remember. So this is a, take this with a grain of salt. 
but this is my loose recollection. They eat something and then the spores get into their body and ultimately the fungus grows inside of them, takes over their brain and somehow then controls their corpse body to do its bidding. And this can happen in like grasshoppers and spiders and yeah, like you said zombie ants. Yeah. You told me before. Yeah. Spiders I read online about. I didn't know grasshoppers. But like And to they me, literally a have like fungus like growing out of their exoskeleton. Yeah. It's terrifying. Absolutely. And then I'm watching this video and thinking, one why is this coming up on my feed? What have I done to the YouTube gods to when did possibly you see this? Oh, years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Why would they why would they present this and yeah. why am I the candidate that says yes you should be watching this? <laughs> Cuz apparently you are. <laughs> <laughs> and two, why are they watching this poor ant suffer and die a horrible death as a zombie and just sitting there filming it to get some, you know, advertising yeah. dollars? Yeah. That's you just I That think, was my takeaway. You I think you just sort of declared the biggest issue in the country in the world <laughs> watching people suffer for a pretty penny yeah you know um okay so we have zombie ants those are real this is not fictitious these are real things and just like chris said the exoskeleton uh, mushrooms control the corpse body so i really am curious how how did um evolution get to that point like where where did it go from like princess toadstool type mushrooms that are pretty to look at enough to be in this lighthearted game <laughs> to I'm going to evolve to a state where I'm going to take over another living being and then grow spindlies out of its exoskeleton yeah. and have it zombie walk down a, a tree branch to get me the right leaves that I want to grow more to pass my zombie I, yeah or to pass my tendril things or whatever to like another creature yeah you know so this all was pro- Neil Druckmann, who's the co-creator of the of Last of the Video Game. He probably watched that same YouTube video you watched, <laughs> and he went to bed. And what he thought was, except he was productive with it. I'm just grumpy he was about very it. Productive <laughs> because what he probably thought was, while he's sleeping, and you know, everyone gets their little like their little like anxiety brain sort of kick in, and they're like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do with my life? What's happening? What am I? It's tomorrow's another day, and what am I going to do?" He was like, "This is what I'm going to do." What if the question came to him? What if that mushroom sort of biology, you know, bacteria infection, fungal infection, what if that happened to humans? So, what if the evolution jumped from like zombie ants to human zombies? And so, what's real different about this game, because the whole game is centered around this idea, this uh, pandemic that um, is of the mushroom people essentially. Uh, coming to kill like humanity right like that's sort of what it comes down to he weaves a really interesting story about a father and uh a younger girl and how they are dealing with the effects of this pandemic so it's big picture but also then like the 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 little human to human minutia that happens is really well done. And so this game cleverly did something differently because it wasn't like real zombies. It was like literal mushroom people being controlled by the mushrooms. Yeah. Trying to just replicate themselves for survival. 
yeah. of the mushrooms. Yeah. Just crazy. So probably a horror game, I would say, but with a really like a strong narrative, a strong narrative that I want to say is almost like wholesome. I know that's not really the correct way to describe it, but there are parts of it that make you remember or make you realize like in the event that something like this happens, what do you hold on to? What do you, what does drive you to keep going? And since then we live through COVID and those same questions that I once played the game on and thought about like, what if this ever happened in our lives? How would we deal with it? We kind of dealt with it. Yeah, and like for me, my you were was my thing. Like that was why I know we spent a whole year locked up together, and it was wonderful. Do you know, <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, outside of all the badness that happened, I'm like, I do love that time that yeah, we had locked up. Totally. Together. Do you know that my coworkers at work today, they were saying, uh, you know, um, they were just talking about like how after a long day of work, they want to come home and have like a meal cooked by their husbands, and like the gender stereotypes or expectations of their, their relationships are pretty like set. And so they were, they told me today, they were like, you know, when the pandemic was going on, I was, I was texting her the whole time. And I was just saying, damn it, Chris and Elias, they're locked up with their best friends. And I'm so (laughs) jealous of them, which I thought was very funny. Um, But yeah, so that's the loose idea of what the last of us video game is about. Now, how it came to be a TV show, I think is even more interesting because there is a curse that people expect to be on properties that are video game related that are not video games meaning tv shows that are video game inspired movies that are video game inspired are usually really bad they drop the ball always and sony realized at some point in the in the past i want to say like four years that they have an incredible breadth of narratives that they've created over the course of time that they own the properties of. So they're like, what if we build a studio, like a TV studio or a movie studio that can help to produce the stories we've already told into the medium of TV and movies? And so The Last of Us is one of the first sort of forays into that from TV show perspective. And I think they nailed it. I I mean, so far, we don't want to just let them sit on their laurels. Yeah, but let's see. So far, they... It's done? There's two episodes. No, no, no. Like, they've already created it, and it's out in the world. We're just being fed one pizza slice at a time. Oh, right. But, I mean, the third one could be total trash, and then they all just make the... They it, they turn it into a cooking show, and it's all just the mushroom cooking show. Like, what show. kind of mushroom yeah, like f- filet you want today? Flambe. Yeah. Do you want a mushroom... Sauté. Yeah. Uh, Creme brulee. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Saté. Uh, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> a mushroom bagel. <laughs> I think that ruined it. So yeah, tell me your thoughts on what you think of the show so far. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And while I'm watching it, I'm thinking like how. Um, first, I really the setting is really great and it's really nicely done. I think the, the sets that they have are very believable and it feels very much, uh, apocalyptic, like appropriately apocalyptic. Um, I think that the relationships, I mean, they're still new to me. So there are some very big moments that happen, um, that are impactful but I feel like that's only going to grow with time as I learn more about the characters. Uh, the guy who is the Mandalorian, um, I think, is a 
a great casting decision. I mean, I've seen the the picture, the screenshots that you sent, but I uh, what I'll say is outside of looks because I, I it's a video game, like it doesn't have to be anything. Literally, yeah. Um, but I feel like the sternness of him as Mandalorian and probably him in general. I think translates very well to this role. Totally. Do you know you just said in in general? Do you know that he's a big goofus in real life? Really? Yeah. He's really funny. Really? I saw it because on these press tours that he's been doing and stuff, I saw random clips of him. And there's one where uh, they ask him whether he's a bigger daddy than um, Oscar Isaac from that show in Egypt. You know, Poe from... Oh, Moonlight. Moon, uh, moon Dark. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yes. They ask him who's the bigger daddy. And he just goes with it. And then he just looks at the camera. So he was like, I'm your daddy. He's so funny. He's so funny. He's I love that. Goofball. Yeah, I totally love that. That's him. why I love Jennifer Coolidge. Because like they're good in their roles, but then they also just do their thing. They're like, like kinda, they're people. Yeah, they're people. So yeah, I do think he's a great cast. And I agree with you that video games are fictitious. And therefore, what they look like in the video game world is not, it's fake. So like. Yeah, sure. It's cool that it looks like him, but it's more important. Does he like act like the character? Yeah, like the the thing that I have a struggle with is like the Lucille Ball situation where Nicole Kidman was cast that yeah. doesn't look. Yeah, and you're expecting you. Everybody knows what Lucille That's Ball looks the like. Problem with That's that. the problem yeah. there. In this setting, it's like they're basic. They're a render. Like you were here for the story. Now, if you went from like. Ep- season one and then they recast season two and you have like a blonde haired twink that's not going to really that's not really going to that's going to be difficult to to sort of but i feel like accept. at the starting point you it's a it's a blank canvas yeah and so the main issue that many people have had the the, the trolls of the internet of the world are that ellie does not look like the ellie in the game she looks very different which uh is bella ramsey from Game of Thrones, the I forget her name on Game of Thrones. She was she was the little yeah. young queen yeah, who what's was the bad or something. Yeah. yeah. And so she is a fantastic actress and plays the role perfectly. And I don't know if you know this little bit of detail, but Neil Druckmann told her Is that she, how she acts as a character in the game? Like how she hundred percent like yeah, she's kind of like a snarky teen. She, yeah, she's a little I'm, bit of an asshole. Yeah. I know for better sure. almost. Yeah. For sure. And um, she grew up. I mean, the uh, this is, by the way, I just want to state, if you're listening, we probably should have said this earlier. I'm not going to speak any spoilers um, about what episodes one and two have thus far provided us. Just kind of high level overview stuff. And mainly because I think it's such an impactful story that I want you to watch that on your own um, and play. Or if you're going to play the game and you're a gamer and you have access to playing it, also play. Do you They're think the actors similar. played the game? That or, was going to be my little trivia thing. Neil Druckmann found out that uh, Bella Ramsey never played uh, any Last of Us. And or do by, you think they watched the game being played? No. And and Neil Druckmann said to her, do not play it. Do not watch anything on it. I want you to come up really? with your own take on the information I'm giving you. So that it's authentic to Bella Ramsey. 
So the fact that Bella Ramsey is able to reproduce almost what already exists without having tried to be like the main character, well, that's is a, pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a sign of a good act, yeah. actor and a good yeah, director, a hundred percent. And I think that you can tell that from stuff like that. This is in good hands. Like yeah. they, that they're doing yeah. a really good job with with all of this. Did they spend a lot of money on it? I don't know the answer to that. Do we have uh, some information here that we can get to? We'll I mean, the out. sets look pretty great. So I the mean, the effects it's I like, think look really great, right? I legitimately. And think they I look mean, great. the makeup is nothing to sneeze at. Well, I mean, don't, <laughs> don't sneeze. sneeze at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that leads me to another thing I want to talk about, which is uh, not quite a spoiler, but just a little bit of information about the show. Um, the fact is, in the game, in the gaming world, the way that the virus was uh, being transferred from, from like, mushroom person to mushroom person was through spores. So, in the air, whenever you entered an environment in the game that had, like, particles everywhere, yeah, you were, like, in... Uh, danger zone and so you had to wear masks the big the whole time that you were playing the game you wore masks uh -huh. okay like a, a gas mask and so in the tv show one of the big changes that they made and i think it's a pretty smart one is instead of using masks to cover the actors faces the whole time then they're like i don't want to deal with microphones yeah and masks have such a stigma and we're going to alienate the the whole midwest i doubt any one of them thought that <laughs> um but that's a funny point but what they changed it to is that weird, like tendril thing that comes out of their mouths. But I feel like that's closer. That's to closer what to what it the, is. Yeah, yeah, and it's creepy. Like what? It, why? I can't remember. You said cordyceps. It or, cordyceps. Thank yeah, you. that's a real thing. It is. And so that is very much about like you were saying the spindlies and the mushrooms and stuff like that. I think it works. Now look, both ways I think work. Like mushroom spores are a thing. Sure. And then like the tendrils are a thing. But I think from a cinematic perspective, it's probably easier one for them and also much more accessible from the viewer to like understand what's happening with tendrils versus spores you know so where my that, head kind of goes in these situations is rabies like i feel like this is uh this is a situation where rabies has gone rampant mm -hmm. and that because it's sort of similar if you think about it like imagine if rabies was so prevalent that people were getting attacked and eaten and they're not themselves like they're not right. of the right mind and uh, of their own mind really yeah and then all of that's kind of then what happens in society when this is spreading everywhere and then i think of like australia who where they don't have rabies and why they're so controlled to make sure that, that they don't true? i didn't know that yeah rabies doesn't exist in australia <gasps> so is that like where we need to move to and in the, well, event, that in the it's event that a, it happens but then everyone's going there and you know and what? that's what's gonna happen that's i wonder if my body would say i'll stick with rabies potential or do well, i want to go live with the spiders that's where my brain will go yeah have you I seen mean, the size of those rabies are treatable as long as you do it beforehand well current rabies at least what do you mean do it before do like if you get a shot do i have a rabies shot no are you dog? what do you mean i don't understand what you mean if you get exposed to rabies it's like i also on a youtube video that i watched <laughs> <laughs> but it was something about how rabies spreads and why it's so treatable 
and why you can get treated with the vaccine after you're infected is because it's so slow to infect. But once it gets to your brain, it's like able to pass through the blood brain barrier. Like, boom. And so you have time like two weeks before it's able to traverse. And so it it's like so okay, weirdly wait. related to this whole concept of like you're infected, but you don't yet ex- show symptoms sure. and you can treat it if you get the vaccine, which is you're basically getting the vaccine after the infection. But because it's such a delayed infection that you you're able time. to. My question and again, to you, take that with a grain of salt, because this is also just a recollection from, from like a, a while YouTube ago. video. That you were probably sleeping in, like partially asleep, partial on, dream, and your partial, your brain was yeah. like, "Oh, we're going to give you a nice little dream here," and now you're sharing all this information <laughs> with folks. Because my question to you is: Is this new? This two week uh, thing with the rabies shot, like newish? No, no so, like, that's when why we were can, younger. But if you look, like, if you read about rabies and like people who get it and who don't get a shot, like people who would like accidentally get bitten by a bat or something sure and they didn't think anything of it they're like oh i'm fine and then it doesn't hurt and then two weeks later they are like all rabid yeah and but no if you i think ever since the vaccine has been out you're which is when that's my question oh i don't know and here's probably the 60s or 70s so all of the anxiety that i grew up with in my life in in my youth about getting bit by a rabid animal that means I would get rabies. You're telling me is I could not I could have slept more comfortably at night because I felt I feel like I was taught by my family like if an animal is coming at you like never let it bite you ever ever because you'll die and turn into a zombie. Well, yeah, now you're telling me that like I could have taken my shot at it and then just gone to the doctor and like you still have yeah you have to get a shot. Sure, but I, but I'm saying that I had fears of it. Like I would go to bed again. Worried. I this is not medical advice on this on this podcast, but I I'm pretty sure you you're can a doctor, get it. Uh, not of that type. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you can get a rabies vaccine after infection, like soon which after. Which is why you're which saying is why it's you not, have to like yeah, yeah I, you probably have to do it within a certain amount of time. Well, that's good to know, and let's all collectively look that up afterwards so and we can confirm. Be, and yes, yeah, so we can be uh, treating ourselves correctly. I saw a TikTok the other day of a woman who got a uh, rabid uh, mountain lion attacking her, and that was and terrifying. Did she get her shot? Uh, or is she a zombie? I don't know. Maybe. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. A true um, test subject. So here's the deal. I wish we could talk more about this and maybe what we'll do. But I'm sure um, we will because it's only season episode two of season one of season one. And I don't know anything. I need to know more. Right. It comes on every Sunday uh, at nine o'clock, I think, on HBO Max. And uh, what I recommend is you go into it. Don't Google anything. Just watch it because you'll get a real good idea of what's going on in the first episode. It's a little bit longer in the first episode. I think it's an hour and a half. Uh, But then I think it goes back to an hour episode each time past that. I wish we could talk more about it right now, but we actually are going to be streaming in a few minutes uh, the game uh, on Twitch. And if you want to follow... Any other nonsense like this, you can follow us on twitch.tv slash airstreamers. You can follow us on Instagram at the real airstreamers and be sure to like and subscribe this to this podcast yeah it's free to subscribe we're just gonna sit here and talk for free yeah you know what's even better i'm not gonna use the word subscribe anymore for podcasts because now that actually what is it follow yeah now i think it's follow 
follow so us. Follow us on this podcast if you're. And then you'll notify. You'll be notified when we talk a little bit more. But when you do rate it, it's we have a lot of nonsense. Stars. Oh yeah, you're you, one of the requirements to listen to this before you even know it is you have to rate it five stars. And that's it. it takes two seconds. You just two click seconds. a little thing and you swipe at the bottom and five stars, five stars only. Write a review. Those are nice too. Oh, you know? I love reading them. They're yeah, so too. fun. Maybe we should start reading them off on the on the on here. Yeah. You know? And you know when we first started uh tonight, Chris, I said to you right before we started, let's make sure we introduce ourselves because that's been think something we've done regularly for like four episodes yeah well, we didn't do that this is so Chris signing our, off yeah. <laughs> my name's elias and this is the airstreamers podcast we thank you so much for listening go out and watch the last of us uh episodes one and two we will definitely talk more about it and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the airstreamers podcast we'll see you next time bye everyone see ya bye everyone bye.